I would like to begin this broadcast by acknowledging the Awabakal people, the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. It's great to have your company. Coming up on the show today, I'm going to be welcoming a bit of a legend in my eyes of the Newcastle music scene. Originally, he was going under the name Byron Sorwell, but he now has transformed into Photo of the Moon. We'll be chatting to him and finding out more about this brand new project. We'll also be catching up with Turpentine Baby Chino. They just released a song called Write a Song, Sounds Shit. Yeah, that's a bit of a mood. Uh, I can't wait to talk to them. We're joined by Gabe and Georgie Winchester from Turpentine Baby Chino. We'll also be joined by Chris Taylor, who used to be part of Taylor and the Makers. They have a really cruisy vibe, and Chris will be performing at Lazotte's Live and Local this Wednesday night. We'll also be playing some live tracks. We have an original from Croc and also Acacia Blue. Enjoy and welcome to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show with Bonnie. Photo of the Moon is the mystifying brainchild of Byron Sorwell. With his unique voice and dynamic guitar playing, Byron has achieved some incredible feats. On the back of releasing his debut EP, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show photo of the moon. Hi, how you doing? Very good, thank you. Thanks for joining me today. It's great to have you here. Oh, it's my pleasure. So you were a very hard-working musician and prior to photo of the moon, you had solidified your place as a soloist and creator under your own name, Byron Sorwell. What was it that drove you to move away from your name and transform into photo of the moon? Well, I guess like kind of insecurity, really. I was just never felt totally um secure in um just doing everything under my own name it didn't feel like apt it didn't feel like it didn't feel honest to me to be like if that makes sense because what i realized is that the things that i was doing i i couldn't really take credit for all of that because i feel like creativity exists outside of yourself in in my view so like it was just kind of it felt almost disingenuous to claim everything that I was doing under my own name because like all of these ideas just feel like they chose me and not the other way around so I kind of (laughs) I kind of um I had a very long creative dry spell and this was about four years ago and when that ended was when I was sort of like in my view i was given this song called photo of the moon and it felt like the most honest thing that like had ever come through me and that felt like the most um accurate representation of like the work that was coming through me so i just i i knew at that point that that's what i needed to like call the project. It sounds like you're almost giving credit to the universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like every creative person is just kind of, you know, is fishing and, but the fish choose you. 
<laughs> They're picky fish, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so from what I've read, you were born to, and I quote, two paint-slinging visual artists who would lull you to sleep with sounds of Jeff Buckley and John Lee Hooker. How did you first yeah. get into music and who are some of uh, who are some musicians slash artists that have had a lasting impact on your sound? Um, I, I first got into music actually, like kind of accidentally, when I was nine. My um my primary school, because um, you know, Australian Idol first appeared <laughs> in like the early two thousands. And so like after that first season of Australian Idol, my public school was like, you know what we need? um our our own school idol thing like knock off <laughs> so we're gonna have a singing competition at, at, for our school yeah and um my friend at the time like my best friend put my name in like without me knowing and then i just had to go in this singing competition when i was nine which was wow. really hilarious do, yeah do you remember what song you sang I sung Eye of the Tiger by Survivor because that's just awesome for a nine-year-old. It is. And, and then I won. I won the school Wow. <laughs> what a way to start. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, so it kind of started from there, really, I guess. That's amazing. and I never would have guessed that. That's crazy. So you are joining us on the back of releasing your debut EP. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, um, it's kind of, it's it's dealing with a lot of different, um, a lot of different emotions through like, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of isolation through the lockdowns and everything, and I think a lot of that is coming through. But um, it's also about like togetherness and friendship um, and growing up. And I think, um, yeah, it, it was a bit of a uh, an emotional roller coaster for me making the the the, 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 the bloody thing, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been intense. And uh, from what you were just telling me, it was just sitting in your, you know, archive waiting to be released. Why Why did it take so long to put it out there? Well, I, I'm just, I have a problem with perfectionism and I had all of these ideas that I was going to, you know, change this about, about certain tracks or fix things up or you know just like all of these little details that ultimately you know like didn't really need to be fixed or changed and I kind of thought that maybe I would sort of add some more songs to it and make it a longer uh, larger body of work but the thing what I realized is that you know I wasn't working on that anymore and that wasn't going to happen and that the longer I kept it in the less likely I was to ever put it out you know I just decided one day you know if I don't put this out literally today how it is like no one's ever going to hear it because (laughs) I'm not going to put it out so I just dropped it randomly out of nowhere and didn't didn't publicize it at all just like messaged as many people (laughs) as I could about it I was like hey guess what I just randomly dropped this EP it's my debut EP surprise just randomly (laughs) yeah surprise everyone no one's heard from me in literally like a year or something 
and here here it is. <laughs> wow. And what's what's the title of the EP? It's called Made of Hurt, Made of Charcoal, Made of Bird Sound. And that's kind of like the um the main sort of statement of the of the um title track, Photo of the Moon. Um yeah, it's like I just thought that that really embodied the whole thing. I had no idea what to call it because I hadn't actually come up with a name on the day that I released it. And I was like, oh yeah, that'll do. <laughs> I have vivid memories of watching you perform in the dungeon of a church in Adamstown. But since those early days, you travelled over to Europe and toured through Germany. Can you tell us more about this experience? Yeah, I guess like, I suppose there's a bit of a theme here today about spontaneity and when I went over there, I wasn't actually intending to play music at all or tour or anything. Um, I just got over there and I ended up meeting a, a whole host of lovely people. And I ended up, you know, playing some songs here and there. And people were like, hey, this is, we really like this. Do you want to go here? Do you want to play here? Do you want to? Like, uh, I've got this, sh you know, I've got this um, night happening. Do you want to come and play here? Oh, I've, I know some venues. Like, you can go and play there. So it was just kind of, it all just sort of unfolded for me with <laughs> with no no plans. <laughs> but it was really well received, right? Oh, yeah. It was really lovely. Yeah, everywhere I, I went, I, I think I just, like, had the just the best the best shows that I've ever had and the the best reception I've ever had <laughs> anywhere. Does it make you want to go back over there? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I would really love to go back for sure. So what else is on the horizon for Photo of the Moon? Do you have any, uh, you know, plans to tour maybe or perform or, yeah. yeah. Is there going to be a big launch party for the EP? <laughs> I would, I would love to do that. I think like, I would really, um, I've, the thing is I've just been away for such a long time. I, uh, about almost two years ago, I, um, decided I needed to take a break from gigging, um, just for my mental health it was like, I was having a lot of struggles there for a while and I just couldn't put myself out in the way that I had been for the previous years. Cause like I was gigging full time, you know, like probably three or four times a week, you know, it was pretty full on. And I just got really, really burnt out. So I had to just put the brakes on full stop, you know, just like cut it out. So I guess I'm just starting to rekindle my relationship with music and live performance. And I'm, going to be doing my first gig back um, in Sydney on the 6th of October at the Gasoline Pony. But um, other than that, I don't have solid plans yet, but I'm just sort of starting to, you know, put my feelers out there again. And I would really yeah. love to, you know, do a, a Newcastle show, hopefully before the end of the year. That would be fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, exactly. You have to just ease into it, yeah. especially after such a hard stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like it almost makes you feel like you don't exist, you know, like you kind of have to rebuild a lot of your connections and <laughs> and everything just to, like, um, get 
going because like that's what music is built upon you know it's built upon your connections and if you put yourself out for a long time you know those things just like go go on without you and like you've got to actually put in the work to get back on into that into that scene well, look, through all of your hard work from back in the beginning, I know for a fact that there's still a lot of love for you here in Newcastle uh-huh. and it's so fantastic to see you emerging as Photo of the Moon and uh, I think we're all very, very excited to see what else is on the horizon for you. It's going to be awesome. So we're about to hear your self-titled, the title track from the EP, Photo of the Moon. Uh, would you mind introducing it for us and telling us a little bit about the inspiration for this song in particular? Sure. Well, this one, this is a song for me that's about transmuting um, anxiety and pain into beauty. And it's like was was written after I had a uh, probably one of the worst panic attacks of my life at a party. (laughs) It's just kind of kind of hilarious and sad at the same time. But yeah, it's it's um it it's about yeah transformation it's about transforming your your um emotional distance and your disassociation into something positive that we can all feel into and you know just like get you know get a bit of life out of and i suppose yeah that's 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 the song Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are totally amazing, Byron. And a big congratulations on Photo of the Moon. Thank you. It's the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. It's time for a live track here on the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. And the first live track for today is from the winners of the University of Newcastle Band Comp for 2022, Acacia Blue. They've been absolutely killing it. We're a big fan of their latest release. It's their debut EP and it's called Swimming Lessons. Let's have a listen to Acacia Blue live in the Newcastle Live Studio. So we are Acacia Blue. I'm Caitlin. We've got Emma, Mariah, uh, Dave and Reese here. And we're going to sing uh, one of the songs that will be coming on our new EP. It's called Hearts Naive. Ferris wheels and carousels are going round, ain't slowing down. In the night you raise a light that leads me there, love affair Puppet strings are fickle things that keep control of your soul So cut them loose, there's no excuse for you to be anything but free
Music founder and frontman of former band Taylor and the Makers. He is a big believer in the connection of music and is known for the energy and emotion that he brings to the stage. Prior to his performance at Lazotte's Live and Local this Wednesday night, we welcomed the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show, Chris Taylor. Thanks for joining us, Chris. No worries. Thanks for having us. No problem at all. You've had quite a bit of time to develop who you are as a musician and your voice and everything that goes along with it. But how would you personally describe your sound? Oh, that's a that's a really tricky question. Actually, I'm 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 terrible at sort of self description. Um, <laughs> but I guess traditionally, um, what you'd sort of call what I've moved towards is, is probably more bluesy. It's it's uh, I'm old enough now to have a few woes, so. I guess you'd call it blues. <laughs> so um, who would you say are some of your influences? Uh, so some of mine, the biggest influences I have um, originally was uh, was Dave Matthews from Dave Matthews Band. That was, he was my original influencer yeah. on songwriting. Um, but uh, of, of late, it's, it's really guys like uh, Foy Vance. Foy, Foy's my boy. So Foy Vance and, um, and Alan Stone and guys like that. I just, as, as sort of songwriter, male vocalist, I just I adore them. I love, love what they do. Well, 2022 marks the return to the stage for you. Why was it that you took a break and what can we expect from your performance at Live and Local at Lizotte's this Wednesday night? Okay, so yeah, two-part, I guess. Um, so 2014 uh, was when, I guess, uh, Taylor, and the, Taylor and the Makers finished up. Um, and that was kind of a combination of things. It was a bit of a pursuit of some, some family things that I, that I couldn't manage with, with the band. But it was also really a, a classic case of, of musician burnout, which is so common with, with I guess, setups like we had. We were really touring heavy. We were really show heavy, and um, yeah, I think I think to be to be honest, I probably just burnt myself out a bit, and um, and and couldn't really continue at the rate that I was going at, and probably wasn't old enough to realise that I could just take my foot off the throttle. Yeah. Um, and so you know, it's at, at this stage, there's been, there's been lots of developments in my life. Over the over the nearly ten years that have that have followed, and I think what I realised relatively quickly, and or in a short short space of time in the last year, is that music has been a part of my life since I've been three. You know, I started playing piano when I was three. Um, so to be now thirty six and have not really done anything actively with it for nearly a decade has been like having a missing limb. And yeah. uh, when I started to just sort of play and, and jam around and even stuff with my kids, play songs for my kids when they'd request it. I was like, ah, oh, this is what's missing. <laughs> um, so um, I think for me, music is all about connection and, and the, the power of story. And so I think what you can expect is really a conversation, um, a musical conversation and a physical conversation. I, everything has a story behind it. And, and for me, it's all about translating that story and giving you an experience of maybe a different translation of, of, I guess, of life circumstances, something that you can take personally. How do you encourage this connection uh, through your own music? Uh, okay, so for me, I think um, I have a, a bit of a compulsion to, to communicate what things are about, and I think there's an authenticity in some of the stuff that I'm playing, and I mean that in the completely non-conceited way, I, I, in the sense that I, I can only really write from a place of something that's happened um, so the connection for me is quite palpable. And I think one of the strengths, if I'm going to um, spruik myself a little bit, one of the strengths that I have is being able to translate the meaning in things to people. Um, 
and and sometimes it's as simple as just telling the story behind where the song came from um and it could be could be losing a friend uh it could be um you know it could be my kids being born it could be it could be any any number any number of things yeah. um and sometimes i think it's just as simple as that conversation about the song that creates that perspective and connection you have an ability to engage audiences with the story of song and personalize the perspective for each listener if you could convey a key message through your music, what would that message be? Oh, it's a great question. Um, I think it's probably relatively simple in, in that I, I think it's just to, to give give yourself a break um, to to maybe maybe do what you can to to sort of I guess break the status quo in that way and and sort of take some breaths and and be kind to yourself. I think that's probably where I'm leading in. In in all of this stuff, I think it's to be kind to yourself. Not in a not in a sense of hey, like be nice to yourself. More like be kind to yourself enough to be present in the moments of your life that matter. Um, and I think that's that's probably the message because that's what life has taught me that if you blow past these key moments, you don't get them again. The final album that you released with Taylor and the Makers is called The Gypsies Flee. And uh, we're about to hear the song Silly Old Man. Can you give us a little bit of a background into this song? Yeah, this song was actually actually born sort of prior to to me actually forming the band, believe it or not. I was, oh. um, I was in, oh, where was I? Um, Santa Monica. And I was just sitting in an RV that myself and my partner had hired and we were cruising up the West Coast, like Highway 101, and we stopped in Santa Barbara and I was actually just watching this this man interact and from what I could what I could tell, um, he was inebriated, something fierce, by about, you know, ten o'clock in the morning. And I had this weird mix of compassion and and a little bit of disgust. That's weird and I and I don't really like saying the word disgust, but you know, it was quite a confronting experience because I thought, man, I feel so sad for this guy, but I'm also like, man, you gotta get your stuff together. And it's funny because it's kind of taken shape this song over the years where through life experience, I really understand a lot more about that scenario. But I watched this man and the way he interacted with people and the way he was laying down on this park bench and just sort of abusing people as they'd walk past if they didn't make eye contact with him or things like that. It was watched him for about half an hour and that's realistically where the song was born. Wow. What a great story, Chris. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show and uh, best of luck at your performance at Lazotte's Live and Local this Wednesday night. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been so lovely to talk to you. Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Our next live track here on the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show is from Croc. Now, Croc's been performing around Newcastle for the past 10 years. He also went overseas and took to some international stages. And as a side hustle, he makes his own Filipino-inspired marinades and sauces. Croc came into the Newcastle Live studios and performed a little original of his called Ferrero Rocher. Let's have a listen. Baby, you're my Ferrero Rocher Gotta have you today Cause baby, I miss Your sweet chocolate lips Unwrap your mold Of silver and gold And baby, make this Your sweet chocolate for 
gotta have you today Cause baby I miss Your sweet chocolate lips Unwrap your mold I'll silver and gold And baby make this Our sweet chocolate bliss As we all know You were sent from above Drop by the couch We share your heavenly love So baby let's take the time To appreciate divine A sweet same reason That can't be kept in Forever shit Forever shit With the love you share With you today Forever shit Forever shit With the love you share With you today Forever from the gods to share with you, share with you today. Thank you. Newcastle Live, the local music show. Gabe and Georgie from Turpentine Baby Chino joined Steve and I for the good stuff. It was such a fun chat that I thought that I'd play it here on the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Loud rock and punky 90s fuzz is back and better than ever with the debut single from Turpentine Baby Chino. Their attitude, stage presence and knack for writing kick-ass songs has cemented their place within the Newcastle music scene and are now about to take on the rest of Australia. It's our absolute pleasure to welcome to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show for the very first time, Gabe and Georgie of Turpentine Baby Chino. Hey guys! How are we doing? Very, very well. How are you guys doing? Really good. So first of all, let's start with the name. Where did Turpentine Baby Chino come from and were there any other names up for consideration at the time? No, it was always Turpentine Baby Chino. I've been clinging on to that name forever. I worked in a coffee shop for 12 years at Tallulah at the Junction. I think it was from like a hating making them because it's just like froth milk and it <laughs> takes forever to make it. They're paying like two dollars or nothing for it, yeah. and then you give it to a kid, and then the kid cries and says they wanted the pink marshmallow, not a white one. So <laughs> some somewhere in there, I came up with the idea of a turpentine. So baby where, how did the turpentine get linked to baby teaching? Oh, though? it's pretty deep. It's like I was saying how like when people when you serve people coffee, they're actually quite. I find rude to you, not all of them, but a lot yeah. of people like they treat you like kind of you're their slave or yeah. you're their servant and yeah. like it kind of respect goes out the window and I kind of thought with um, giving kids baby chinas, it's teaching them this kind of toxic culture from a very, very young age. Right. Hence the turpentine because it's kind of poisonous. Toxic, yeah. Yeah. So it's wow. kind of, yeah. Wow, it's, that it's is actually deep. quite deep. Like it's random, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, you describe your songs as honest and vulnerable. So why have you chosen this style of writing? And do you ever feel you've let too much out to be judged by others? <laughs> Georgie? Georgie, you have to talk. <laughs> I guess this is a question about the songwriting. So, um, well, we wrote this song. Uh, kind of Gabe did all the um, chords and he just had this idea in his head about, yeah, the chords and the riffs and everything. And then with the writing part, um, I was like, oh, what's the theme? What should we write this about? And we are like, oh, we just had a chat with Gabe's dad. I don't know, should we say this? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, come on, come so on, come on, I'm stemming, I'm stemming. So it, when I had a bad breakup, right, um, and we... I went a bit crazy, you know, like when you break up with people, you just, well, 
not maybe not everyone, but <laughs> I just like party and go out and drink and mm. like have fun with my friends and just be really social and everything. So that was the idea behind it. And we were just talking to a lot of different people and they'd have the same experience. So that was kind of the theme of it. And when I have a theme, I can just really like feel my emotions and how I felt when I was going through that. And I just like write it all down and then that was the song and it was done. Yeah. Well, do you ever get worried about, you know, being so vulnerable and honest about what you've been through? Do you ever feel worried about being judged by how much you've let out from your personal experience? Definitely. Like my whole life I was worried about what people thought about my music and like me doing music in general because it is like a big step because people – growing up um, at school – like friends dads and everything would say to me oh just keep music as a hobby so it actually took me until I turned 23 years old to take the leap of faith and say all right I've got an Instagram page and I'm going to do music now um and I'm going to write songs and I'm going to show everyone exactly how I'm feeling and I don't care about anyone anymore because I'm 23. So the music video for Write a Song Sounds Shit was extremely well produced. Not only does it include grunge and fun moments, but there seems to be quite a concept within it as well. Can you tell us about the inspiration behind the music video? Oh, that was definitely Georgie. (laughs) She wrote the whole script. Wow. Yeah. I was was more like, let's just have a party and just... (laughs) (laughs) what organically happens and then Georgia's like nah I want a script but Georgia's dad's really into um, directing and filmmaking so I think she gets it from him Mm. I um, was at home one day I got home from a gig and I was like oh I just have a really good idea for this music video that'd be sick I thought it was very unrealistic because I wanted to have a party with 50 people and I didn't think at that stage I had 50 friends (laughs) in Newcastle (laughs) Um, but turns out everyone came and like Everyone was there to support and it wasn't actually that much work, even though it seems like a lot. When I did piano from Gresford, that was way 10,000 mm. times more stressful. But this, we just had one meeting with my dad, who was the director, and Winaji. And I work with the Winaji a lot already because we do the Killer Whale duets with Man- Manuel, yeah. the bass player. And um, so we work together. We know how it works. And I already had every single shot in my head wow. of how it was going to be. Yeah, Maybe everything. you're a film director to be. Maybe. The next Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Please don't give me something else to do. I have a thousand <laughs> things. So yes, you've got, you're about to embark on tour, what's more. Anyone who hasn't seen this music video, check it out. Turpentine Baby Chino, write a song, sounds shit. We have one more question for you. So you're about to head off on your debut tour, hitting stages of both regional and capital cities. How are you feeling and what excites you most about hitting the road? Uh I'm excited. I've done it a fair bit like um, in the past with Dave. So yeah. I'm kind of like just I'd like to be realistic and like I'm not expecting every show to be packed and stuff. You know I mean, I'm sure some shows will be way better than others. But yep. I don't know. There's some venues I'm really excited to return to. Like I love the North Gong. I've always loved playing there. Um, and then Last Rites Bar in Yamba is such a cool little place. Like yeah. We played there once. Um, a while back with Cormac and um, yeah ever since I went there I was like I have to go back to this place it's just a really really cool vibe but yeah just I don't know it'd be cool to meet some new bands as well and make friends along the way and yeah Is um, Dave taking a bit of a rest while you're doing this? Oh we've been chilling for a while actually just because yeah. we went f- so hard and then I think um, COVID kind of gave us the break we needed but we just yep. weren't ever like willing to take and then as soon as it kind of happened like yeah we just um, 
yeah, we just kind of chilled and just had a meme. We're like, oh, let's just chill out for a bit. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. So Turpentine's been together for how long? Mm. We've been making music for maybe like a year or so, but like we've only yeah. started kind of yeah. gigging regularly in like probably the last like, what, four, five months or something yeah. like that. We've well, all played together, though, separately for yeah. three years now. Well, you've made a hell of an impact in a very yeah. short time. You know, everyone's talking about Turpentine Aww. Baby Chino, which is great. Stop it. It is fantastic, and congratulations on your first release. Yeah, thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, we think and the next one will be out December. Great. Yes, yeah. beautiful. Can't wait. And uh, can't wait to hear the rest of Australia talking about Turpentine Baby Chino. Thank you so much for joining yes, us thanks, guys. in the no studio. Worries. It's been awesome to have you here. Thank you for having us. And thanks to everyone who streamed our song, Write a Song Sound Shit, and watched our YouTube video. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show only on Newcastle Live. What a day it's been. We've heard some really fantastic tracks. I'd love to say a big congratulations to Soda Simulator and Cormac Grant on their brand new releases. And also a big thank you to Acacia Blue and Croc for their live tracks. And also Byron Sorwell of Photo of the Moon, Chris Taylor, and also Turpentine Baby Chino, Gabe and Georgie. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. If you'd like to hear a song in particular, make sure that you reach out to our Instagram. It's liveandlocal underscore Lazots. That's live and local underscore Lazots. And uh, I hope to see you next week. Enjoy this weekend. West Best Blockfest will be hitting Newcastle. That is a must-see. There are over 70 live local acts on that bill. That's happening this long weekend, along with Dashville Skyline up in Dashville. So make sure to pick either one or the other, or, like me, head to both. And I will see you next week for the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. (laughs) 